how I that's how I do my because my my girlfriend from way back like that's how she uh, that's how she taught me to warm up my voice because she was in chorus growing up and so like every time before we record I go <laughs> every time that's my, that's my ritual. Do you guys start doing that at shows? <laughs> Bro, people, I'd be so horny if I did. Yo, if you go to a Deepak Tower show, you need to go. That's like the shit that they would do in like like preschool, like the preschool warm-ups. Did you ever, did you ever do that? Like we do jumping jacks and then we what do the like fuck? Yeah. preschool like yeah. military game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I was on a playground back in preschool, I think. Yeah, what the fuck? I, was there. <laughs> I had a teacher in preschool that like she didn't teach us how to count, but she was trying to see like who already knew how to count. And so we had to count to 30 or 20 if we wanted to go outside. And so like, I didn't know how to count to 20. So I'm watching all these motherfuckers count to 20. And I'm just like, damn, like, I'm not going to be able to go outside. And so like, so what I, so I just listened to the people. count to 20. That's funny. Yeah. So I was like listening to the people who were doing it right. And then finally I got the pattern right. And I counted to 20. And as soon as I got outside, she's like, all right, yeah, it's time to come in. I was like, what the fuck is this, bro? <laughs> and ever since then, I just had to just stand for teachers. I remember yeah. those memes of the pizza party, you know, like the half slice, you know what I'm saying, about the pizza parties. Yeah. 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 The two slices that are like actually half slices of pizza. Literally. Like, like three times. Uh, we, had pizza, we had pizza parties at school where like they didn't even order pizza. It was just cafeteria pizza. Oh, that's why. When I went to the, I'm not even going to name that school, but when I was like really young, because it was a really poor school, so it's just like, it's just like. It wasn't a really poor school, but the people who went there were poor, I guess. Yeah, um, but anyways, yeah, that's the time of time. But I did have regular pizza parties, I will say that, in school, like where they bought Pizza Hut or some shit. Speaking of, why does everyone hate on on Pizza Hut, bro? Why does everyone hate on Pizza Hut? Pizza Hut is smell, bro. It's a smell for me. Okay. Pizza Hut, I'm not a fan of sauce. It's a smell for me, bro. bro cookout smell smells like fucking shit. Cookout's dad. I'm not gonna lie, I might say some controversial shit. I think cookout's kind of overrated. I know I agree with you wholeheartedly, but it's like, it's a it's a it's a it's a Carolina it's a Carolina thing though. It's hundred percent. Just like cheerwine. Yeah. So like when it comes to like I I kind of rep that shit. Like I'll I'll post cookout on my story because I know y'all motherfuckers don't have this, bro. So I do. You don't. The same thing with cheerwine. Same thing with Waffle House. I love flexing Waffle House on my story because I know that most of the people who follow me are like not from the South, so they've never been to a Waffle House. I don't know if I want to eat at Waffle House. You don't eat Waffle House. Nah, I heard those things are dirty as fuck. Hold up. Oh, wait, you're I mean, from. You're not from the I'm South. Not from what the, the fuck? <laughs> I forgot, bro. Oh, they got pancakes back in <laughs> Bro, yeah, they, they don't have waffles up north. Never. No, <laughs> no we, don't, we don't eat waffles yeah. at all. No, that's no. not. We don't even, they don't even sell waffle makers. No, store, that's not a thing, bro. No. But, no, Waffle House is garbage, but it's like, it's like, it's a sudden thing. Yeah. 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 Alright, cool. That's good. Fuck yeah, I don't know, bro. Waffle House, I just heard that shit's mad dirty. I don't like soda like that, so cheer wine, I don't know. Waffle House is my first time. Yo, my, my beef with cookout, the milkshakes are delicious. But right, I went to order a burger at fucking cookout and asked for onions in my burger. I bit into this shit and like, it's like an onion the size of a fucking burger they do, pad. They do their rings, yeah. The like, big bro, ass rings. That's so fine to me, bro. That's how I want my what? onions. If I want onions on a burger, thick ass onions, yes. a thick onion. Yep. G H I C C, thick onion. <laughs> it's still in a ring though. It's still in a ring. It's just it's not it's not like they cut it's the onion. It's crunchy. It onion makes me cry. What? I love it. That's why I mean. Uh, if I want onions, I want the whole goddamn. I just thing. chop it up, grill it a little bit. Give me. 
That's good. Sauteed caramelized onions. Caramelized onions go hard, bro. Yeah. They do, but then it's like, it's not an onion anymore. It's just a thing. That's yeah. an onion. It's, it's an onion. It's a caramelized. caramelized. But you don't get that nasty ass onion bread. Why do you want? Why do you want? That's that. Cause you get nasty ass onion, onion bread from nasty ass. Not get a mistake. Yo, no cap, bro. I actually was. I, I okay, actually, it would be cap if I said I was in it. But I almost. My dad, when I was a kid, he was working in Vidalia, Georgia, and they have like. And Vidalia is an onion, like a Vidalia onion. They're sweet onions, yeah. and they have a Vidalia onion festival. And they had an onion eating contest, just like a hot dog eating contest, except it was for eating onions. And like, low key, I was like, yeah, I can do that. But yeah, like, like apples or something. Yes, bro, like, like they'd be eating them bitches like apples. Whoever eats mm -hmm. the most Vidalia onions wins. I'm like, bro, I'd puke my fucking guts up doing that. It'd be nasty. Like, motherfuckers biting into a potato. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, I can never fucking do that. Hell no. But shit, this is called Classic Interview number 53. Wow. It's been 53? Damn, yeah. God damn. Damn near one year since me and uh, Deep October here did the last one. Yes, sir. Yeah, I so think... Wait, where did you find that? How, why did you text me? Did you my snap, about my Snapchat memories came up. And I'm uh, pretty sure the video that I saw from my Snapchat... Because I was wearing the same shirt. I was wearing that Gosha Adidas shirt. And I remember... Being, cause I, I was, cause me and my girl had just broken up, so I was staying at my mom's for a little bit, and I remember taking that video before the interview in that same shirt, and uh, I was like, I'm so like that's why I hit you up last night. I was like, I'm pretty sure it was a year ago today that we did that. That's interview. so wild. Cause I knew we were doing this today, so I was like, yo, like that's actually weird. Oh, but yeah, it, that's it's funny as fuck. Like it's, it's so we were just talking about, so we were like, oh, let's do next Wednesday. It's like, alright, didn't even think about it. It's been one year since we did that first interview. So what the fuck's happened to you in one year? Like, how was your life from a year ago? Man, so much, bro. So fucking much. Um, so, hit my first million in that time period. Mm -hmm. I don't think God in the Room was at one million at that time. Mm -hmm. Definitely not. If I hit my second million in that time period. Um, M's on M's on M's. Yep. Yeah, and it's two songs that I like. I like the song, but it's not even close to my best music. So I'm, you know, looking. I'm looking forward to those other M's. Um, what's happened since then? I've been in and out of a toxic ass relationship. Uh, that I, I made a whole album about. Strange drop, strange death, and me and Sunny worked on. You know, Pleasure Dome. That was our joint Absolutely. EP. Absolutely. Uh, we moved in. Oh, yeah, we weren't even living together at the time. Yeah, me and Sonny live together now. Mm -hmm. um, working all the time. Uh, I quit my job about, it's probably been like six months now. I've been, I haven't worked in six months. Not like that type of work, like clocking in and out. And that was something, that was a big goal of mine was to not, was to just live strictly off of music money. How, do you, how, does, that, how does that feel now? Uh, it feels great, but it's also scary because you don't, you don't have that, um, you're taking a risk at that point, like, you're, he actually inspired me on it, just watching Sonny grind, and, like, him not, like, since I've met Sonny, I've never seen this man work a job, so, like, you see, seeing, seeing my <laughs> boy, seeing, seeing my boy <laughs> grind like that, that really inspired me, but that was a goal I had for a long time, but you don't have that security, you don't have the security of, like, knowing what your paycheck is going to be at the end of every, every well, week well, and well, shit. Well, what you do. Right, right. You have to yeah, literally put in the work. And with me right now, like, I'm making money off of streaming is my main income, main source of income. We'll run repo sales time to time, but I'm not big on doing those. 
and then feature sales. Him and I, we literally made like 2K in a day. It was like, so like, easy. Yeah, it was super easy. You just sound like, yeah. we, we did a joint, we did a, like, on his beat, uh, on, it was on his beat, and then a verse for me, and we sold them like four or five hundred a piece, and, uh, yeah, we sold a few of those and made like two can a day. It was, it was cool as shit. So yeah, I tried to cut it off. You know, we um, yeah, selling like three four. So. Yeah, because bro, I yeah. hate I hate doing I don't hate doing features, but even people that I really fuck with, like it's hard for me to like <clears throat> when it comes to sending opens. Like if we're in the studio together, it's different. It's way easier that way. Yeah. But like doing shit via the internet, like I just I procrastinate. I'm a big procrastinator. So. That I'm glad we cut it off when we did because even after we sold the ones that we sold, like people were still hitting us up, like, yo, is the sale still going on? And whenever you have $450 in front of your face that you could use, it's hard to be like, nah, bro, yeah. I'm, not gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna do that anymore. But at the same time, like him and I have talked about it, it's like, we don't wanna do that shit way too much because it's like, we make good ass music. Like, I, I believe in what we do. We really put a lot of effort into each song. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's, it it's it actually it it's actual effort that we put into this shit. So like, I don't want to oversaturate myself with being one of those artists that's just like, because I have the ability to sell a bunch of features, like doing that all the time. It's just not, I don't know, it really takes away from like my personal feeling of artistic value. I feel like I'm just, when I do that, I feel like I'm objectifying myself or my art. So whatever, but yeah, so that, that's like that's where my main source of income. I've been broke as fuck. I've had a solid amount of money at one time. It all just depends, bro, because I, it changes. It changes how much I get paid at the end of every month and shit. And so, yeah, but it's it's been cool. But like, I that's what I've been wanting. It feels so good to wake up in the morning and not have to be like, damn, I gotta go to work right now. Yeah, like, it feels so I'm good. To not have that feeling at all, bro. Yeah. Fuck that. I get bored easier. Don't get me wrong, I get bored, but I'm not the one. You do have more free time. That's dangerous yeah. at the same time. Yeah, and you, you can get impressed that way, but um, yeah, you gotta fill that time with something, you know, productive. Yeah. Yeah, you have to, or you're gonna get, you're just gonna fucking end up hating yourself. Get cabin fever and shit. You know? Literally. <laughs> yeah. No, no cabin. Yeah. As much time as we spend in the apartment just doing shit, whatever it is we do, like I feel that way a lot. Like I'll be like, damn, like I, I need to just go outside. I need to just. Being nature or something. There was a time where I realized how antisocial I was actually getting. Because yeah. like, you don't have a job, you kind of like lose that scheduling and that social aspect of your life. Because you think about a high school when you were in school, that was like your, that was like a social thing for you. You went and you saw people every day. Mm-hmm. You met you don't know what after school. Work is kind of like the adult version of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, literally. Yeah, so you're, you're self-employed, especially off like something creative. It's kind of like you wake up every day and just like. All right, um, let's make some. It, <laughs> also, it makes you value your money more. It, for Definitely, me, especially if you're starting out. For me, yeah, for me personally, because like when I had a job and like I was I was making that paycheck every week, and I had I had a, sorry, I keep kicking this. I have a I have a solid I had a solid job, um, so like. You guys spent so much money on clothes. Bro, yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I didn't give a fuck about that. That shit, yeah, like, yeah, I made yeah. that money working for someone else, so I was just like. Fuck it. Let me just. I just spent the shit out. I never saved up. Barely like didn't have a lot of money to myself because of how much money I would spend. But like now that I'm making more money direct, I'm living directly off of what I created. Like the money means more to me, so I'm more reluctant to just go out and just spend it on bullshit. So I, that that's been a big thing for me too. Even though I have less money than I did, I already know that that's gonna change. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. It's like it's a. Uh... It's a big leap, but that's a that's a lot to say that you're actually you can't support yourself to stop you know streaming, especially because when I met you, what was it? Three, 
18. Was, no, it was 2019. For the show? Yep. Was it? No, was it was, no, no, it was 2018 because I just dropped If I Miss You. I'm telling you guys, 2018. That was a, that was a, November 2018 is whenever we did that show. I'm going to go on Instagram. Do it right now. I'm telling I'm you. Guys. Instagram. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm telling you. I know for a fact it was 2019. November. It's the party. We're about to see. We're going to see. I can pull up my memories. I'm too. telling you because there was a month before the 420 show that we uh, that we booked NASCAR. Wrong. Wrong, bro. <laughs> oh, are you about to see, boy? Here it is. Here's the flyer. March 22nd, 2019. <laughs> no, that wasn't. Oh, we didn't meet that. We met at the we met at the the dumpster squad show. That was October 2018. I'm talking about. I was talking about the show that we did where you opened for. Oh, I'm sorry. My That's the show I was talking about. Oh, okay, okay. My fault. My bad. We were just talking about. So nobody was really wrong. We were just talking about two different shows. Right, right. That's really it, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you've come fucking a long way since then. Um, so pleasure known. You did what four out of five beats on pleasure known. Four out of five beats and all five tracks picked on me. That's fire, bro. It would have been five. There was a reason we didn't make it a, a fifth one. Oh yeah, because I had already. Yeah, that. I had already dropped Mitsubishi on SoundCloud. Yeah. And, like, I wanted to get it on Spotify, but I didn't like it enough to just do it as a single. So I wanted to put it on something. Mm. So not that okay. That's not. That's not that I didn't like it enough to be a single. It's that I didn't feel like that song itself was a single. Material it was like a material. I definitely think it was. I just well, personally, this at the time that's why I decided to put it on. Yeah. Play, you know, so that no, that's a really good fucking song. Yeah, that's by far. That's uh, honestly one of my favorite songs. Like, really, yeah. Mitsubishi. Yes, that's hard. Personally. That's hard. It's a good one. It's definitely a good one. But yeah. Pleasure Dome is absolutely to this day the thus far my favorite project I have worked on, and also just because like. Like me and Sonny have such a good chemistry in the studio. Mm-hmm. It, he's actually the first person that I've ever gotten into a studio with. He made a beat from scratch, and I made the lyrics from scratch. Every other any any time in the past, I've always had to be in my room alone, um, not with anybody. I couldn't, but like, but like, like I feel like Bro really brought that out of me with Pleasure Dome. We made all those songs within a four month period, and they were the easiest songs that I've probably yeah. ever recorded, mixed anything like that. Same for me. It was effortless, bro. It was. It just all came natural. If that makes sense. Yeah. Whenever, so that's the best music. Whenever we made "Strung Out," I had just like gotten my heart broken for like the fifteenth time by the same person. We and need to continue your heart broken. Yeah, I swear. I swear. <laughs> Every other week, you know. Bro, yeah, and I was um, I was uh, I was sitting in my room actually, and at the time we had the studio in the in the dining area of our apartment, and um, I was just I was just sitting there, and like I heard this melody coming through my door. And I, like, so I knew like Sonny was making a beat, and I was like, I feel like shit right now, but I'm finna go out there and see what this man's doing. And so I went out there, and like I heard it, and I was like, okay, bro, like let's do something. He, had, you hadn't even made the drums yet. I hadn't even put. I had yeah. no, no drums, no. Yeah, it was just, just the melody, melody, just the melody. And I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, okay, bro, do whatever you gotta do, like. Finish that shit and we'll come back to it. And so he finished it and like he looked. He put me on the spot for that too. I was yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, got, I gotta go hard now. Yeah, no, 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 because you were just fucking. You weren't even like really making a beat seriously. You were just. It was just an experiment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I so we did that and like I remember when we made Strung Out. Like we were both like, what, bro? Because that was to me that song was like revolutionary for me personally. Like. 
making that song was uh, because I did it all from I didn't use a lot of times I use old lyrics I've already written for it for a song and put it in just to fill shit in with that song I didn't I didn't do that at all I just went in there just was saying what the fuck I needed to say and then when the hook came around and we and I did the strong hours he was drug addicted I just like bro I just instantly fell in love with that song and then like after that was the that was the first song we made on Pleasure Dome? Uh, actually, I think it was the second. I think that was the second. I'm not sure if Drunks Used to Try was the first, but... No, 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 it was I, it was the I Tried. I Tried the Oh, yo, you're right, yeah. actually. Yeah, it was that. It was, it was same that. thing with that. Same thing with that. He was a... I, I don't think I don't you were making the beat. He just had to be on him. I listened to it, and from start to finish, just wrote it, and then... But yeah, that whole album was made the same way. We just... We, we were just... He was... I heard him making a beat, or we... I went into his room. He showed me some beats. Spit some shit on it, and boom, made the song. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's that's fire, and that's, that's the, the best, best music videos together like that too. The best music was effortless. Like the best songs were like effortless. You yeah, know what I mean, literally. Like you know what also was funny. You said you were not gonna rock your chair in this interview. I'm watching it. It's not gonna stop, bro. Someone's gonna notice it too, bro. It's because you can't vape right now. You can't vape, you know. Oh, I've been hitting it on the low, bro. Me too, Loki. I've just been kind of yeah. Fucking so pleasure dome. Is that like good head or what is that? Yeah. <laughs> the explanation is needed. Uh, I so that's, that's the first, first thing I thought when I heard. It. <laughs> so, I heard so you're probably not gonna, you're probably not gonna guess the. Uh, the name no, the probably not. Cause I thought it was. About that's fucking, was dude. I, why did that never click to me, bro? Like some good head pleasure dome. What? What? I never. Thought thought about that. That's what I thought at first. This yeah, album, like, oh, wow, this right. album sounds like some good head. That's why I named it. No, because people, people just use head too much. Like, why don't we start? Like, oh, 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 okay. oh, pleasure dome. Pleasure, like, pleasure head. Pleasure head sounds neck. Pleasure head sounds cool. I got some voluptuous neck. I like voluptuous neck. I got that. I got that stupendous neck. So the idea of Pleasure Dome, like where that name comes from and as well as the cover art. So the cover art of Pleasure Dome is um, Marjorie Cameron and it's her in the movie inauguration of the Pleasure Dome, which was, it's a movie, it's an experimental film shot by a filmmaker that goes by the name of Kenneth Anger. And he's an occultist, mm -hmm. and um, like follows like Aleister Crowley's uh, um, theology and shit like that. He was the first openly homosexual. Not that that's a not that that's like, it's just, but like so, he was the first openly homosexual filmmaker in Hollywood. He mm -hmm. he was born somewhere outside of Hollywood in California, um, but he, but he's been making films since like. Like, like the 40s like he, he's been around for a long time he's the last person that's alive that i think was like actually acquainted with alistair crowley and um which is in a cult as you can read all about him but anyways long story short um so when i watched that film because i was I, I got into a phase where i was like really obsessed with reading about occultism uh like thelema uh like satanism and shit like that mm -hmm. and uh and uh so I, I, I found his films and I was I watched Inauguration of the Pleasure Dome and when I watched it given I was very high and so it kind of I did, I did, probably, it, it, it didn't, yeah it really spoke to me when I watched it despite the fact that the movie is really just a whole lot of nothing it's just it's like early visual effects it was shot in the fifties but um 
but just from that album, I mean, from that, that movie, it's based off of, like, he shot it based off of a costume party that he went to where people were dressed up as their, their vices. And so it's, that movie just brings in the theology of different gods, like ancient gods that are like in Thelema, but also in like ancient, like ancient Egyptian gods. And, um, so that's where the whole idea of Pleasure Dome came from in the cover and all that. Um, and we kind of, I just, I was inspired by that movie. The songs themselves don't necessarily relate to the movie as much, but like, that's where the, that's where the idea came from ultimately. So. And honestly, yeah, there's actually more to it, because I've actually thought about this a lot, about, like, the whole player Dome idea, and there's more to it, but, like, for some reason, my mind's kind of going blank. There's something I'm forgetting. So did that, like, kind of inspire, like, the sound and the direction you took for your sound? We don't, you know, like, five minutes left on this part, too. Oh, this is part two right now? No, on this part, on this part. Oh, T-O-O. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, no, actually, yes, because, so, um, one of the producers I work with, Edith, he, um, he also, he was kind of the same boat as me, he, he got, got obsessed with like reading about occultism and um, esotericism and shit like that. And whenever I dropped Qualia, whenever he basically went over how he felt about Qualia, he described it as being esoteric and like, like he described it as like the definition of esoteric, just by what I was talking about and all of that shit. And so like that's kind of what inspired me to make an album based off of that same shit, or EP based off of that same idea, just trying to, trying to the vibe of that that dark feeling, that dark melancholy, somber type shit is just like whenever I that's how I feel whenever I learn about those forbidden knowledge type of religions and shit. So that's ultimately it. It was it was big aesthetic. It was just big, it was big on aesthetic for me. Really? It, it was like the way it made me feel, the way that that type of art makes me feel. And I'm really big. I'm really big into like old films. Like Strange Death, the whole concept was based off of um, Vampires Lesbos, which is a whole nother old old film. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so that's, I, I just, I get a lot of inspiration from old films like that, for sure. It's just, interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. I would never thought that. I thought it was just, you know, you got your heart broken again. It in my head, bro. In my head, bro. Just crying over me. In my, when I picture myself talking, like I picture myself as like, like one of those like, like old proper dudes who wears who wears like from the fifties that wears a suit and like <laughs> and talks, and talks yeah and talks with like like that that transatlantic oh, no. yeah I can see yeah, yeah that transatlantic <laughs> that's how I picture myself in my head so like I tend to take yeah, a lot of inspiration from that time period got a pipe yeah I would, I would bro I would smoke a pipe in a heartbeat bro I would, if I you know if I, if I could walk around hitting one of those shits all day. Like a pipe all sophisticated and shit. I just don't like tobacco, so literally. You just want weed out of it. I mean, I don't I don't always smoke weed like that though. I smoke weed but not like I don't like being that high. I'd be hitting that shit all day. I'd be I I got I got anxiety, bro. Weed would just be I don't like being that high all the time. Yeah, no, I feel you. It's definitely good to be grounded. Yeah. Some people are just high all day every day. I didn't say I was grounded. I'm not saying it's wrong. I didn't say I was grounded. I just said when I'm sober don't mean I'm grounded, bro. I gotta do that myself. I can be, I can be grounded on weed too. It just depends. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. But we'll fucking wrap up part one right yeah, here. For and, sure. Uh, part two's going home right now. Peace.
like he was like, bro, he's like, it was some dumb, it was some shit, like bro, like by the top, bro, just wait till episode one hundred and twenty, bro. One hundred and twenty. That shit's gonna be fun. Well, that's I'm what like, people tell me about One Piece too. Dude, literally, yeah. yeah. bro, I do not have time to wait hundred episodes. Like I'm, I'm, I need some, I need some entertainment now. Like some of my favorite animes are like twelve episodes long, bro, or like twenty four episodes. Yeah, long. swear, dude, swear. Yeah, like I love animes that like Samurai Shampoo is my favorite anime. That's just like twenty four. Shampoo is so. legendary, bro. bro. I love that. Bro, like I don't even be watching anime that much. Honestly, like he's put me on more anime than anything. But like it's funny because a lot of people think that like because I came, I really like started blowing up, so to speak, after Trash was posting me and all this shit. So like a lot of people like think I get inspired by anime. I get that question all the time, like what's your favorite anime and shit. Like I really just don't be watching it like that. I when I'm high, dude, it's the I love the. I, not 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 sound head ass, but like I really enjoy anime when I'm just really fucking high. But like when yeah. I'm, I can't watch it sober, for some really? reason, yeah, I really just I can't. It's too much going on. Like, <laughs> it's like Waffle House, you know, you gotta. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta be drunk or high to go to Waffle House. Same idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways. So damn, I hope you guys aren't getting too tired. I know your sleep's got. Fuck no, bro. I woke up at like I'm five o'clock, bro. Like I'm, I'm up. You said you guys went to bed at eight, bro. I woke up at like seven thirty. That's probably funny. went to bed around like eleven. Dude, bro, like, I like, I like, I told this man, I told this man I was going to bed at like four a.m. and I did, I actually did, and I just went into my room and played on my phone for like four hours, and on my computer and shit, and um, I like came out my room at like eight o'clock in the morning to go get some breakfast, and this man is still on the couch playing fucking Dead by Daylight. I'm bro, like, that game is addicting. Dude, it bro. is, bro. It is. It's so addicting. Yeah, sleep schedule was all fucked up, but it's okay. Bro, I know when I did acid one time, I was up for like almost forty hours straight. Oh my god. Worst. Like, I hate that, bro. Like, I was making beats, and my boy was here, he was staying here, and we were working on music, he's like, alright, I'm going to bed, he's sleeping out here on the couch, and the studio's in that room. And he woke up, made breakfast, came back from the studio, he's like, you're still making beats? I'm like, yeah. He's like, bro, it's literally been like 12 hours. I mean, I mean, it <laughs> like, Did it feel like having 12 hours? No. I made like 10 beats. <laughs> like... God. Damn. And I was just like... I don't know. I was so in the zone. Like, I heard every sound specifically before I laid it down. <laughs> like, it was yeah. so You got tunnel vision wild. at that point. Yeah. Was hyper-focused. I don't know. I don't even know where the fuck those beats are. Nothing came from them. But, um, I don't know. There's a zone of them that are like, oh, this is pretty cool, but it's weird. Who the fuck is going to hit this? I don't know. I mean, a lot of my best beats seem to come at nighttime. I don't know why, bro. I think yeah. my sleep schedule is kind of reversed now. I'm like, you know, awake during the nighttime. Or... Yeah, I wake during the nighttime, I sleep during the day at this point. So, I find I'm most inspired when I wake up in the morning. I get a good night's sleep. Like, lately, I don't know if for me, maybe it's because I switched up my lifestyle. I used to kind of be like that, like, up all night. But, like, I don't know, since we talked and I went to therapy and shit like that, I switched up my lifestyle. Like, waking up, take the dog for a walk, going maybe, like, through the woods and shit like that, you know. Nice. Kind of like keeps you busy. Get myself a good breakfast and fruits and shit like that. I actually feel the exact same way because, like, if, if I if my sleep schedule is on point and I'm waking up at, like, 7, 8 o'clock, I love the morning time. And, um, that, so that's peaceful. It is. And, and I really... Birds and, I, and shit. And like, the bro. fucking... You're in the south, so you hear the cicadas and everything. Yeah, right? yeah, annoying-ass so, bugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, but, like, that that's really when I get most inspired. My issue is that, like, I have no... I don't really have anxiety issues at night, at, at night time for some reason but like during the daytime is when I really get bad anxiety issues and so like it's like it's like I kind of just made started making myself sleep during the day and only be awake at night so I don't have to fucking deal with that shit and it's like it kind of fucked me up because 
I remember going to work early in the morning. I would always wake up and I was like, damn, I could write a fucking song right now, bro. But I couldn't because I had to go to work. Yeah. And like, but now it's like I still don't wake up early in the morning anyway. So it's, it didn't, I didn't really live up to that or anything. So yeah, you can tell I'm sorry that chair is on the most comfortable. It's okay, bro. I'm, I'm going to have to get another. I swear, another I swear, my, my, I mean, I do have bad posture, but this seat is just hard to. As that I use that chair specifically for playing piano. You want to switch? No, no, no I'm good. I'm good, bro. <laughs> like because it keeps my back so it keeps my posture so straight. So no, I'm that chair I'm, specifically. I'm, I'm rebellious, bro. This thing wants me to keep my back straight, but I'm like, fuck no. I'm gonna stop as much as I can. But yeah. So when did you guys meet? I'm very curious about that. So, this, I, I knew. I think I knew, I knew about you guys separately. Like yeah. I met you guys separately. We technically met before we actually met. Yeah, we the first time we met was actually back when I was living at um back at this old apartment um over on university side mm -hmm. downtown. I was staying there with uh you know my homie Amir and stuff like that and we uh basically he came through for a video or something like that and I was just playing Apex Legends or something, I didn't really yeah. pay him no mind. He was like, Hey what's up? I was like, Oh what's up? And that was basically it. Yeah. Later on though, I started listening to his music more and everything like that and um eventually I saw him at a party in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? The party that we had for the world, Kalari's birthday, or something like that. It was mm -hmm. lit. It was lit. Yeah, I've been yeah. that story all the time, bro. Because um, I actually went there with David Dombebe, who uh, shot the asexual music video. Because he invited me. This is whenever we had first met. We were friends. And like, he's like, hey, so um, the I Style Angel show is happening in Atlanta. I Style Angels in the world, uh, Kalari's birthday party. And he's like, he's like, you want to go with me? And I was like, Fuck it, yeah, like let's do it. And that, for for the most part, I feel like that was such a wasted opportunity for myself because I was that at the time I was still on I was still on drugs pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Well, not pretty bad, but I was still on drugs, and so like I was really antisocial. And like that's that's where like I met Sebi and like Eric Doa and like uh, David Shotty and like all of them. And like I, but like I was like I didn't talk very much to anybody, and I ended up going upstairs during the party, and I was just sitting there. And then like bro comes in and taps me on the shoulder and he's like he's like, Yo, you're Deep October, right? And like at first I didn't realize who he was, but then he told me he's his son and I was like, Yo, like I know who you are, how do you know who I am? And then I guess we just kinda chopped it up a bit and then he handed me the blunt, we smoked a little bit, and that was it. And then left Atlanta. We didn't talk for like a solid like probably a solid two months or so. And then he ended up being at Doc's crib one day and I came over and we met and then ever since then we just been working and shit. We we actually didn't it took us like three, four months to finally make a song. It was uh it took I don't, a while. It really yeah. did. Yeah. We didn't make any music for at least like the first first like half year that we knew each other. Yeah. So sure, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we tried and shit, it just didn't end up working until we made I Don't Mind the Weather and after that it just kept rolling out. And then once we moved in together That was game over. Yeah, I swear, I swear. Dude, we, we talk about this all the time, bro. It's weird because, like, it's actually, like, overwhelming sometimes because every time we make a new song, like, it's way, it's harder than the one we made before. And it's like, I, I thought, I was scared. I was like, I was like, okay, we've done this four times and every time the song has been harder than the last. This is gonna end. We're eventually we're gonna miss, but like we're like what like ten songs deep and still haven't songs, missed one like. time, bro. We're just like, what the fuck, bro? It's the chemistry. It's wild, bro, because like for the longest time, like I spent a long time as Deep October, like not getting shit done the way that because I just is. It's not that like it's not. I'm not like blaming the people I was surrounded by, but I wasn't really surrounded by people who had that ambitious mindset mm -hmm. and I felt like when I once I met once I met Sonny like um and I'm not trying to like ride your dick on the line or anything it's not, it's, it's, it's not like that yeah it's not like that but like I I fucking 
he kind of like showed me like that that I just the confidence that I kind of needed to like believe in myself and like since bro believed in me and he was already like ahead of me in his career with like what he's doing the money he's making all that bullshit like it inspired me to be like well I don't want to like me and bro are like really good friends now like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like make myself look stupid and let bro down so I just like I kind of like developed the same mindset he already had of just like just getting shit done like the confidence the self-esteem all that shit and so the chemistry works really well and Right. Because self-esteem is like, you know what I'm saying? Like I've seen this man freestyle for literally like I could you know like 30 minutes straight, bro. Like 30 minutes straight, every bar was fired, not a single miss in the line, bro. And I'll be sitting there like, and he he, he literally would walk out and be like, yeah, it wasn't that good. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking Dude, about? Like, that's another thing, bro. That's why I really appreciate him because like there's been so many situations where like we're like we'll be recording a song. And uh, Mango's Blind was the most recent one that this happened on, and like, um, I was, I was like, I'm recording it, and I just like, bro, like, this is garbage, and he's like, bro, you were fucking tripping, bro, like, get back <laughs> on the mic and finish this, this shit is hard, and so like, because I do that, I doubt myself so hard, bro, but like, I'm getting out of that, thanks to the help of bro and all that shit, so it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's all worked out the way, exactly how it's supposed to, like, that, that's what's cool, like, it feels like everything's happening, like, like it was like written to happen to Every day feels like a movie, I guess. In a way. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy when it comes together like that. That's yeah. usually, that's, like I said, that's the best shit when yeah. it comes together that easily. Because, yeah. like, there's a lot of people that would kill to be in the position both of you are in right now. You know dude, people I mean? tell us that. They're like, 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 dude, it's funny because, like, now we, now him and I, like, like we share a fan base because, like, because people associate us together like yeah, like, like people like like on your like on my story if, if i were to ask right now like what producer should i work with i'm at least 17 people are gonna be like sonny of course and if he does the same thing like a bunch of people are gonna be like deepox over like literally yeah so it's just it's cool how that shit works and and i always wanted that i used to i bro i used to literally long before i knew um liam Sonny, David, all the people that I, that I work with close right now i used to sit in my room back in high school and like i'd be like bro if i could just like meet some people who have the same the same level of talent as I and the same drive and like on the sense of like people who produce or people who make videos and shit like it would like I, I just to, yeah just anything like I, I would be set and that's like that's how life has turned out like and it bro it's actually really cool and another reason that I feel like you and I like we, we click the way we do is because we come from like the same the same scene like from early SoundCloud because yeah, I it, it's wild because actually I didn't realize this till later but um when I was in high school I used to listen to this song by Severe oh I forget yeah, what it was song Fuck You yeah Fuck um, You by Severe and like I, you after me and Sonny met I ended up just randomly going back to that song one day and I was like bro you produced this song I was obsessed with this song like, I didn't even realize that shit but like but like like I'm, I was really big on like Drip One Three Three and Grief and like t like all the producers of the underground SoundCloud 2015 to like 17 and like that's something that like we really bond on because we both listened to that same shit and it's really hard to find other people that were familiar with that scene of music and so since we like we kind of clicked on that was one of the first things we clicked on because like I'd be like saying some random ass shit like oh like yeah there's this song by Bala and he's like how the fuck do you know who Bala is like, yo literally I was like bro like I used to talk to this man in like chats and shit like, yeah like, yeah man. so it's cool it's 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 deeper than just the music shit for sure yeah. for sure no relationships are definitely important those are usually the the uh that's the best way to come up as a producer is to work with artists and that's also the best way to come up with artists 
is the problem with the producer. It's usually, it's usually how you get the best sound. Yeah, it's way more security, bro. And it's like, pe- people enjoy seeing that. People enjoy seeing those relationships. That's mm-hmm. that's how ASAP Mob, that's how Pro Era back in the day, like, that's how members only, like, people love seeing those relationships. And like, but that's, those people are making great music because they had those relationships to back them. So like, it's all beneficial. I like yeah. Sunny benefits me. I benefit Sunny. Like it's never like one of us taking advantage of each other. That's where the industry's like, going. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying because labels yeah, are also awesome. starting to have less control. That's one thing I'm learning. Labels yeah. have way less control than they used to. <laughs> yeah, and you're starting to see people just want to build with each other. Like it used to be like you know it's producing has moved. I've noticed farther away from trying to sell beats. To yeah, to place working with artists and let's make a song. I, I disagree. Really, really yeah, I disagree. I think I think now, especially with like, with like the the scene that we're. In, I feel like maybe it's just because I'm on Twitter too much, but it seems like everyone, like a lot of producers, just kind of chase placements. Like I've, I've had, I've, I've had producers who were like super adamant about working with me at one time, but like once they got their first big placement, like. It just, they want to yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're saying. It's moving away from selling beats and trying to actually work yeah. with artists and get placements and stuff like that. Oh, I'll say, oh, oh like, I down to it's also more consistent. Like, you know, like method of yeah, like, yeah. I mean, saying, selling beats all the time. I mean, yeah, it's good to do that. You should definitely promote your beats and do everything you need to do, but um, sometimes it's just better to like find an artist, like you said, and just kind of grow and like work. You know what I'm saying? Because your sound will develop along with. All yeah, shit, and you can saying? do both. Make like a whole new sound. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just crazy. You can do both, and I think producers should do both. Like, yeah, and I also, for anybody watching this, inspire art, aspiring artists. I'm not saying don't buy beats. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just seeing it's a trend that I'm seeing that people are starting to want to come up together more. Yeah. Like you look at Darkie and Wendigo, it's a perfect example. People have oh, had this podcast frequently. Wendigo came up producing for Darkie. Mm-hmm. Darkie got his own sound really when he met Wendigo. Shout out to Keith Benson, the other members of Spider-Man, but those two are known as a duo. It all works Very together, almost like a big puzzle, you know what I'm saying? It just kind of fits. That's like a great example, Darkie and Wendigo. Sorry, yeah, Darkie and Wendigo, fucking Dutchman, that's a fucking Dutchman. Yeah, Dutchman does a lot too. Dutchman works a lot of people. Dutchman is cold. Yeah. Yeah, Dustman, Dustman is cool. Shout out to Dustman. Yeah. Um, that's how we got left. We got about 15 minutes left. Cool, man. Well, shit, man. Fucking, um... <coughs> yeah, what do you guys have planned in the future? You guys want, how, you guys been working on music, or...? Oh, yeah. You go first. Uh, oh, so for me personally, so we kind of started working on, it was kind of a joint tape again, just like Pleasure Dome was. Like, it mm. was, but now, like, we've been making more songs, so I haven't decided how I'm gonna release Easter Pink yet, but that's what we're working on right now is something called Easter Pink, which that name just comes from the High Noon, my song High Noon, when I was like, all this stuff, then it's Pink is Easter, so I just named it Easter, I named this Easter Pink. Um, but anyways, yeah, like, after Pleasure Dome, there was a few songs that we made in that time period that were really hard, but we weren't going to put them on Pleasure Dome, and then after that, we made like four or five, and just last week, we made one of the hardest songs I think we've made in a while. Um, <laughs> So like, so we have we have a whole catalog. It's just a matter of what we're gonna do with it. We're trying to make sure we do it right this time because I kind of dropped the ball on Pleasure Dome when it came to the. But it's not too late though. It's only the it's only a month old and now coming up on two months old now. But like, I wanted to have music videos before it released, and I wanted to, if I had to, pay someone to put it on a bigger page. I wanted to do that. I've never done that before, and I figured maybe I could go that route this time. But I never, I didn't do any of that. So like this time, minimally, I'm trying to at least get music video shot, which we have been doing, and um, 
Yeah, but this next out, this next one that we're about to put out, this next project, we're probably gonna do like a similar two first. But it, it's actually like it's on the lighter side compared to Pleasure Dome. Like mm -hmm. when it comes to like the mood of it, the ambiance of the entire thing is uh, it's a lot more. Like this, we have this one song on it. Um, what did I call it? Uh, Basically, I don't remember what the name of it is, but it's like too much speed in his beam, I'm flying. Like he he made that beat, oh, and yeah. that beat is like oh, completely different than anything we've worked on. So like it, it, it's it's gonna be really. I was actually I'm actually a little nervous about Easter Pink, or however we decide, even if we just do that whole thing as singles, because like the songs are so it's a different it's, it's a different, very different. But I'm bro, I'm always I'm always ahead of the curve when it comes to like what people want to hear from me because like the same thing. From the start, bro, from after I dropped the Deep October EP, after that I dropped Ultra Empathy. And I remember doing a poll on my story of like, which one did y'all, which did you guys like better, Deep October EP or Ultra Empathy? And Deep October EP won by like a long shot, and people were swiping up and telling me like, oh, I just felt like this was raw, more raw, blah, 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 this, that, and the other, whoop de whoop. And like, now I have two songs with a million views on Ultra Empathy. I remember after Ultra Empathy, um, and I dropped Qualia. Like, when I first dropped that, people were fucking with it, but I actually had a few people hit me up and be like, honestly, I was expecting more. And now, like, without any playlist placements or anything, like, we're at, like, 300K on yeah. that on that album alone. Yeah. And then, and like, even even the girl that I was fucking with for the longest time, like, she told me, like, she was a big fan, and, like, she told me, she's like, I, I kind of, when I dropped Quali, she was like, kind of like, it's, like, it's a, it's, I like your older shit better, but now it's, like, the only thing that she would listen to was Quali. And then same, it just keeps going. So like, I don't get as nervous about it because like, even though I know it's way different than some of the shit I put in the past, I know it's just gonna end up growing on people, just like mm -hmm. every other one of them did. Mm -hmm. It's not bad music. It's it's music that I put an effort to. So you mean you mean lighter? I don't mean to cut you off. You mean when you said lighter? Not as depressing. Not as depressing. Yeah, not as heartbreak. Not yeah. as much heartbreak in it. A little bit more on the uh, like a stop up thing. Side. Yeah, yeah, talking your shit side of things. Yeah. 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 So that's that's what I got planned. I think Sunny's yeah. I think you gotta Oh yeah yeah. Um I'm actually working on my first um my first official album right now. It's gonna be self titled, just Sunny Vega, you know what I mean? And uh it's gonna be like half beats and half features from just like old music friends and uh, people that I fuck with and everything like that. You know, Zach's gonna be on there. Okay. Kind of homie Soldier on there and Gizmo and you know what I'm saying? It's just gonna keep kinda of going on from there. Do you know if you're gonna put Exodus on there? Or are we I'm this? actually kind of stuck. I was gonna talk with you about that. Okay. Actually, trying to see what uh, what song you think would be. Uh, we we had we have so many songs on the back burner right we, now. We had this song called fire. called Exodus that whenever it was like we stayed in the mountains like over a year ago and um so he was on I was sober he was on acid and we were driving down the mountain <laughs> and like we were, I, I remember yeah that. yeah we were going we were because we had, we had we had this nice ass Airbnb and we were driving down the mountain to go to the the river to go swim. And he's on acid and shit, and like we're just talking, you know, having a good time. And he shows me this beat, and so we were playing the beat through the speaker, and we and I just wrote the song, like the hook of the song, going down the mountain, and like him being on acid, he's like, "Bro, we have to record this." <laughs> and so like, so that song I'm excited to drop because there's like a story behind it because like we were all just fucked up, and like, well I wasn't, I was actually sober, but like he was sober, I was just like in the passenger side, tripping. just tripping, just like, "Yo, are you seeing these trees right now, bro?" <laughs> yeah, and so that beat, so so I'm. At, I'm actually excited for that, bro. That's that. That's gonna be cool. And plus, bro, the 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 beats that you have in your catalog right now that you've made in the last six months, in my personal opinion, just I've already told you that some of the best ones that I've I've heard out of him. And I, I try to get on them as much as I can. It really sucks whenever someone, specifically in this situation, you, whenever mm -hmm. you make a beat that as soon as I hear it, I'm like, bro, 
I need to get Cleo. That'd be Cleo was one of them. I'm like, I need to get on this. But if I like, sometimes I just kind of struggle, and I'm like, damn, like I can't think of anything. On, think of anything on the spot. That shit devastates me when I want to do a beat that's super hard, and then I just can't think of anything right away. So he's honestly one of the only people that's actually heard the, you know, the album so far. Like I've been so protective of like all these tracks and everything like that. Like every track that I make, that's like that, like it's like fire. And I'm just like, yeah, bro. Like I'm definitely gonna save this. Kind of like I've been saving my whole catalog for a few months now. Yeah. So it's, it's inevitable though, bro. Because he be like, honestly, bro, like. One of the, at least that I've been around, hardest workers I've ever met is Sonny Bro. Like, oh, every every single day, like, this man is making new beats every day. And so, like, it's kind of inevitable that I hear that shit, because I just be walking past this man's door, and I'll be stopping, and I'm like, how much shit hard, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm going to have to get on that shit. So you but, think um, making uh, lighter, more upbeat music, you think it's better for mental health, too? You think making dark, depressing shit is kind of... Yeah, dude, dude, my, yeah. dude, for sure, because, like, I, I write... All my songs, especially especially from Strange Death on so far, they're all like direct experiences that I've gone through and I write about them. So like now every time I I can't really listen to those songs the way I used to because like it just brings me back to a time in my life that I don't want to think about. And um, but when I have other songs like China Shop from Qualia, China Shop is yes, yeah, so that's probably my favorite song. Honestly, that's my favorite song off that thank, project. Thank you. That that's also I that think, and I, I like Best Friend too. Yeah, that's like probably like my two favorite songs. Yeah, actually, I think I don't know if we talk about this. You should do an acoustic version of that song, but best friend. Yes. we did with the ukulele. Yes. remember when we talked about that? Talked about that. I tried to play a little bit and it didn't turn out right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so like, and I listen to China Shop or like other upbeat songs like Methadone or um or Molly Melancholy. And I listen to those songs. And I'm like, like these songs are like, even though like they're upbeat happier songs like the lyrics are still deep october it's still yeah. me being in my head you know what i'm saying like that type of shit but at the same time it's like when i listen to it i don't feel like impending doom or dread listening to it anxiety, the, <laughs> anxiety. But, but but the thing is that's how music affects people differently like a lot of people like my music because like they listen to those sad songs when they're sad but for whatever i don't know why the human psyche works that way but like for me personally since it came from me i Sorry, right. I know I know where those songs came from, so like it's like it doesn't it kind of it's hard for me to listen to them the same way. But I'm not I'm not playing on st I, I make my it's unfortunate, but I make my best music not when I'm in a bad mindset, but when I had just gotten out of a bad mindset. I'm good at reflecting on that type of shit. That's why my a lot of my music comes out melancholy and somber is because like. It's right after I just experienced some fucked up shit. Yeah. Or some, not, not even necessarily fucked up shit, because my life is great and I'm blessed every day. But, like, just some shit that affected me mentally. So I'm never going to stop making music like that, but, like, I do want to try and show people that, like, I'm not just... Because, bro, I'm so tired of being labeled as an emo artist, because I don't make emo music. Oh, really? <laughs> emo dude, dude, bro, Spotify had me... No, no, no. Like, no. emo trap type? Um... Not, yeah, no, Spotify had me in, in an email playlist, and I literally I literally messaged TuneCore, and I was like, hey, I need to get taken off this playlist. Like, I don't want to be on the emo rap playlist. I'm not going to lie, the whole idea of genre music kind of doesn't really sit right with me. Yeah, music's times. going away from genres. Is it, yeah, as it people should, are always bro. going to try to categorize. As it should. That's what I'm saying, like, generalize and categorize. We don't need all these fucking subgenres, and, like, this is going to turn into fucking heavy metal music back in the 90s, where you had, like... Thrashcore and industrial. Shit. What about medium? Fucking... Mediums have like bro, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That's another one, bro. Like it's, it's stupid. Just... It's just noise, bro. It's just noise. People making noise, making just noise. Just make what you want, bro. You know, it's like yeah. worry about genre and shit like that. 
Yeah. But um, we got like four minutes left. Oh shit. I'm also glad to hear that you're going down like producer artist route. I encourage a lot of producers to do that. It's a lot of you guys. I mean, if you pay attention to me, don't I do that too? I put out tracks under my name a lot, mm-hmm. um, or not a lot. I didn't do it more often. Stop being fucking lazy. <laughs> but no, I always I I encourage um a lot of producers to do that. I think it's cool that you know producers are working to put out their own songs under their own name and brand themselves that way i actually think that's like that and working directly with artists is like the smartest route to do i think there's the internet's flooded with way too many producers who are just trying to sell beats yeah that's kind of the stereotype of producers you know just selling beats you know trying to message artists like little baby all day to get placements yeah, and shit like that. Real, this whole dynamic and everything is actually kind of new to me so ever since i joined yellow world back in like 2019 you know what i'm saying like my whole dynamic wasn't really focused based on like placements, it was just posting stuff in SoundCloud, trying to get it out, helping get yeah. heard, all that, you know. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, just do what you gotta do, you know, as a producer, and, you know, there's really no right way to do this, in my opinion. There really is no right way, it's kind of whatever <laughs> the fuck works for you. Yo, yo, that, that's my question for you, Sonny, bro, so, like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, like, like, obviously, like, there's a lot of kids that are, that are interested in producing and wanting to come up, and they've seen, like, you come up in some way, shape, or form. So I don't want to ask like basically like I don't want to ask like what's your advice to them but like that though like what like what <laughs> like, what is something that they could do differently that like other people don't do? No pressure, big guy. Like so I think the, I think the number one thing for producers nowadays is that um just kind of stay true to what you feel like you want to make. You know what I'm saying? Don't try and base yourself off of um, what other people are doing because at the end of the day, staying in your own lane is kind of an underrated statement nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you know it's the producers that have um. You know what I'm saying? A lot of originality, and you hear the sounds, are it's like, how the fuck do they do that? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they have the longest longevity, in my opinion, you know? So, yeah, like, these new genres where, like, the beats are a big deal, like hyperpop being one of them, somebody, they didn't make that genre, someone didn't make that genre by copying somebody else. Like, somebody did something original and it made something completely new. So, like, I think that shit is so important. And don't get me wrong, it's always good to have your inspirations and stuff like that. Obviously, don't try and be a direct copy, though. You know what I'm saying? Don't try and be the next Metro Boomin or whatever, try and be the next you, you know? If you look at, if you look at um, a lot of artists that have been on this podcast, and I'll say this quickly because we're about to wrap this shit up. Okay. But if you look at a lot of artists that have been on this podcast and a lot of um, you know artists that have success in the underground music space right now, and a lot of artists that come up and have a lot of success, they all sound different. They don't sound like nobody else. Like, look at Young Thug. Literally. Look like at uh, Chief Keef. You know? Look at, you know, Deep October. Look at Little <laughs> Darky. Look at Ten Cell Phones. Mm-hmm. Look at majority of Spider Game outside of Little Darky. You know what I mean? Look at, look, look at NASCAR. Not Spider Game. Look at NASCAR. Yeah, you want people copying you, bro. You don't want. You yeah. don't want to copy people. Set the trends. Yeah. Yeah. They set those trends. <laughs> yeah, that, they don't sound like anybody. I'm a, I'm a timeline mover, bro. I'm a, I'm a trendsetter. That's I saw you tweet that today too. I was yeah. like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so. But shit, cool. fucking thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we could probably end up talking fucking all day though. Honestly, that was only an hour. <laughs> and we've talked much more than that off camera and shit. Too. Yeah. So, it's probably, what, do you, what time do you guys pull up? Like six or seven? Yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah. It's been a few hours. Four. Really. Yeah. It's been a good time, though, you know. Had a good time. Yeah, definitely. I like chilling with you guys. But um, it's been called Classic Indian number 53. We're deep now. Yeah. Hey, guys, you guys are Follow us on Instagram. Follow them on Instagram. At Sonny Vega, uh, at Sonny Vega, 24K, whatever. All yes, that. sir. You know, at Father Funeral, which will, I'm gonna have Deep October one day. One day, that's his goal. At to get a person who hasn't posted in years. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so
And you can follow me at triple B O Y B W E on the beat and hit the website at KULTClassicFisher.com. Follow us at KULTClassicFisher on all platforms. We're on TikTok now. And make sure to follow our Clips channel, Clips by Cult Classic, K L I P S by Cult Classic. Follow that on YouTube. It's clips and highlights from our interviews. I don't even know why I'm looking at the camera. That shit died. Um, oh, did it really? Or went, it didn't die, it went out. But yeah, oh. thank you guys for tuning in. Peace.